The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Guys, this episode is brought to you by Blogdo. You may have heard of Blogdo because it's owned by me and Erica, aka Fashion Lush. So we started Blogdo a couple years ago because we saw a space in the market for bloggers. And off that, we've created this incredible community on Facebook, and now we have an ebook. This ebook is basically every single one of our tips and tricks on how to be a blogger and how to create content in one spot. Blogging is hard work. It's not a joke. But with these tips and tricks, you will take your blog and brand to the next level, which we love. We're offering all TSC him and her listeners 10% off for a limited time. Go to blogdosecrets.com and enter the code him and her at checkout for 10% off your copy today, especially if you want to take your blog or brand to the next level. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. I do think there's nothing more that bothers me than an influencer who gets, you look so pretty, where'd you get your shirt, I love those shoes, what size did you get that sweatshirt in, and they are not responding. That's your job. That's like, that and creating content are your jobs, and without that audience, you're going to ignore them, you might lose them. I can show you the world Shining, shimmering splendor Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? Oh my god, I spilled coffee. Oh, fuck. Uh, welcome to the Skinny Confidential Him and Here podcast. I just spilled coffee on a brand new table. Lauren, welcome to the show. Wow, the way you pronounce words is worse than me. I mean, guys, Michael is out of office, so me and Taylor are doing whatever the fuck we want to do, and we wanted to introduce it with a Disney song with Taylor spilling sticky, sugary coffee. I don't know what that is. I don't know why. We got to get you some new coffee. Oh, my God. Michael's literally going to kill me. Uh, He'll be fine. Michael's eyeing us with his peripheral, though, outside the studio, just to let you know. He just winked at me. It's never happened. Guys, we are back. We are here. We're live. You just have me today. Well, just for the intro. And then once we get into it, you're going to have Erica, who's been my best friend since we were 12 of Fashion Lush, and her amazing, and I want to say amazing mom, Linda Stolman, who's been quite the sensation on Instagram. Um, But before we get into it, I wanted to check in, say what up, do things my way since Michael isn't micromanaging me. Taylor, you know he does that. Like, he's so stiff. He really does. He always, he's always watching out of the corner of his eye and making just these, this grimacing (laughs) uh, face marks just to be able to make sure that we're basically beating to his drum. Yeah. And so when daddy's out of the office, we play, we do what we want. And today I just wanted to check in and see what's up kind of tell you what's been going on in my life and maybe you know I don't know kind of tell you what's been going on in my life so for the past two weeks I have had the worst anxiety ever I don't know why well I do know why there's a couple things a couple family things that I've been dealing with that I'm maybe talk about soon but not at this moment just because it's not my story to tell and then just like a lot of transition and travel and being all over the place and chaos And I don't know why, but in the last two weeks, it's gone out of control. And I know there's a lot of bloggers that talk about anxiety, so I'm not saying that I'm unique. I'm just saying that I think that part of my platform is sharing my journey and my story. And if there's anything that you can take away and apply to your own life, 
um, that makes me happy. So I just wanted to hop on here and get real and tell you guys how I've been feeling. So like I said, anxiety has been at an all-time high the last two weeks. Out of control, kind of anxiety that's like um, prickles through your body, like pit in the stomach, as the toasters would say, and just not feeling 100%. So I wanted to give you some tools with how I've been dealing with that because I finally am starting to feel better. So I notice that when my anxiety is at a high, it's typically because of outside forces, which is not very stoic of me. And that's something that I'm really trying to work on. I try to work on that by writing in the morning pages, which I talk about on the Skinny Confidential. It's basically a three-page mind dump every single morning where I just projectile my thoughts on a small piece of paper, three pieces of paper, and then I I don't judge myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm not judging myself for my writing or what I'm talking about. I'm just getting it out. And then also, you know, I practice stoicism from The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. It's basically this book where you start at the date that you're at. Um, So if you opened it up today, you would start at today's date. You wouldn't start at the beginning and you read a page a day and you just take notes on each page. And um, anyway, I I noticed that when I fall off of those two practices, the anxiety gets worse. So when the anxiety started to creep in two weeks ago, I started making it a point to do my stoicism and my morning pages every single morning. Another thing, and this is so boring, but it really does help, is meditation. Meditation has really helped me the last two weeks because it's just been grounding. And here's a hot tip. I was meditating in my bed every single morning for 10 minutes with headspace. So basic bitch. And I feel like it's overheard LA, but that's the truth. And I was opening the shades because I like light in my bedroom when I wake up because I feel like it tricks your brain into thinking, yo, it's time to wake up. I have this like little rooftop area in my house And I go and I take a towel and I just sit up there and take my coffee and meditate outside. And I don't know why, but I feel like it's grounding. And I'll tell you what grounding is. People think this is crazy, but it's actually a thing. You can Google it. So basically what grounding is, is when your feet actually touches the earth. Now, I'm not touching the earth with my feet because I'm on a rooftop, but I'm just outside. I'm getting all that natural energy from outside. I mean, of course, I'm sitting under an umbrella because let's be honest, I don't want to be in the sun, but at least I'm getting the fresh air. Um, I'm around the sky. There's plants on my rooftop. It just feels very grounding to me. And and grounding is basically, if you really want to do grounding right, you go to the beach, you take your shoes off, and you walk down the beach, and all the ions from the sand Go, like seep into your skin. This I know this sounds crazy, but it's actually a thing scientifically proven. Um, the ions from the sand and the earth make you feel really good. And if you think about it, when is the last time your feet actually touched the earth? Like Taylor, really think about that. And again, if you're out there rolling your eyes, go Google it. It's a thing. It's called grounding. And also just breathing in the ocean air feels really good. My tip here would be to wear a hat because you're in the sun, but you know what I mean? It's just that natural um, environment makes you feel really good. Another thing that is really helping with my anxiety is my husband. And I really, when I, when my anxiety is at a high, I have to talk it out with someone and Michael's a really good sounding board and you don't have to have a husband or a boyfriend or whatever. You just, I would recommend going to someone who's logical, not emotional. So I'm not going to call my most emotional friend when I'm feeling emotional and feeling anxiety and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to call someone who's super logical and even keeled 
even though Michael sometimes isn't even killed, Taylor, sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. Like, you just don't know what day of the week it is. Recently, Michael's been very even killed. He's always logical and he sort of like talks me off the cliff. Like he just gives me real facts as opposed to making the situation worse. So I would recommend finding a friend that's logical. It could be an outside perspective too. It doesn't need to be your best friend. Sometimes talking to someone who's out of the situation is really powerful. Another thing that I've been doing every single day since my anxiety struck was walking. So whether it's on a treadmill, is it treadmill or treadmill? A treadmill would be something that you're eating. Okay, but I say treadmill and you you say like a lot of weird words that you said in the beginning. Treadmill. Okay, whatever. Um, I'll do that or I'll just walk outside while I'm doing my conference calls. And even just like getting that movement feels really good in my system. I make it a point, as you know, in my calendar to work out seven days a week. I usually hit five or six of those. But the point is, is I make a commitment to myself. And I notice when I lack on the commitments to myself, that gives me anxiety. Because if I can't keep the commitment to myself then I can't keep commitments to other people. If you notice yourself saying, I'm going to lose five pounds by this day. Here's how I'm going to do it. You have your whole strategy and you don't do it. That's breaking a commitment to yourself. If you say, I'm going to wash my face every night before I go to bed and you don't do it, that's breaking commitments to yourself. And if you're constantly breaking those little commitments to yourself, how is anyone else supposed to take your commitment seriously to them? And I've learned a lot about that through Ed Milet. That's a podcaster that I always turn on in the morning. He's super intense, but I mean, I love intense. We know that, but I just, feel like the way that he runs his life is is how I want to be. He runs it with a lot of integrity. He runs it with integrity to himself. And he's constantly trying to better himself. I never want to get comfortable. We're kind of going off on tangents today, but that's okay because Michael's not on the show to micromanage me. Right, Taylor? He loves to micromanage everybody. Taylor's scrolling through porn on Instagram. So there's that. Pornhub.com. What's up? Uh, Yeah. You jizz. Shout out to you, Jizz. I started to step back outside of my anxiety and see what was causing it. And we talked about this. It was outside forces. And this goes back to stoicism. I have to constantly remind myself that if I can't control something and it's not in my sort of bubble in my space, I need to let it go because there's nothing I can do. And, And that's something that I've really learned this year. I recently wrote a birthday post on the Skinny Confidential. You pull up the blog, I think it's like a couple posts down and it's three things I learned this year and that is one of them. It's like, if I can't control other people's reactions, I can only control my own reaction. So that's something that I feel when I get off base with gives me anxiety. And then I think that with anxiety, it's really important that you get enough sleep and this is so boring again, but it is like, it's it makes the anxiety better when you can get those eight hours in, at least for me. And so I'm very methodical about how I wind down. And I've done a podcast on this and I can do another one because it's always changing and evolving. But I just really create this space that is the opposite of anxiety when I wind down. So we painted all of our walls in our room black besides the wall behind the bed, which is like a snow leopard which I feel like we need to do like a home decor podcast. But anyways, um, our room is like very dark when it gets dark. And then I try not to watch TV before I go to bed anymore. I just read. Right now I'm reading Howard Stern Comes Again and it's fucking amazing. 
and I put on my salt rock lamp. Like I have a whole thing that I do in order. So I go put on my salt rock lamp. I put on my salt rock nightlight. So I'm getting this orange glow across the room that's signaling my brain saying it's time to go to bed. I wrap my dogs up in 40 barefoot dream leopard Kardashian blankets. We all know this. And I have my own. Michael has his own. And then I get my satin pillow. I want my satin pillow with my satin sleep mask. I do my skincare routine. I turn on. I have this. So I have a white noise machine, but then I was like, I went to Charleston and I saw at the hotel that we were at that they had this little machine that played wave noises. And there was something so therapeutic for me going to bed with the wave noises and waking up with them. It was like I was in Cabo and Cabo is like Xanax for me. So I went and bought this wave machine. We'll leave it linked in the show notes. So the wave machine. So it's just wave sounds, super light. Turn that on. And then I'll add a couple of CBD drops, if I'm being honest. They're like the liquid ones to my tea or my Four Sigmatic, whatever I'm drinking. It's one or the other always. With a huge bottle of water, I'll add like a cura leaf hemp. They have this cinnamon flavor that's really, really good um, that I've been obsessed with lately. So I get in bed. I have all my my stuff next to me, my retainer, <laughs> just because we're getting so specific. And I'll get into bed and just deep breaths and wind down. I think that I try to wind down at like 9.30, so I'm asleep by 10 lately, which is so nuts because I used to go to bed so late, but CBD's changed my life. And I think that that promotes less anxiety. Where my anxiety gets bad is when I try to stay up until 12 and I, I'm thinking and I'm, I'm going over all situations and my phone's on a really gnarly brightness and I'm responding to text messages. It's just not good for my headspace. And then in the morning, and this has really, really helped, I do not check my phone. And I cannot say this enough. When I check my phone, my anxiety is off the charts. Because what happens when you check your phone is automatically you are reactive. You're not being proactive. You're reacting to what everyone else wants you to do. You're reacting to their to-do list. So I have a very clear morning, which we can get into if you guys are interested. Let me know on my latest Instagram and I'll get, get very into this. I have a very specific morning planned out. And the reason I do that is because it sets the foundation of my day and I need to have thinking time. I need to have time to think in my own space, think how I want to work on my business, not in my business, think how I want to react, think how I want to show up and think how I want to be for my husband and my friends and family that day. If I don't have that space in the morning, it triggers the anxiety. And I'm just being, I'm not saying any of these things are going to work for everyone or they're medically proven. I am just telling you when my anxiety is off the chart, these are the things I do. One non-negotiable, I have to just say this because I've gone off on a tangent, is I have to work out or sweat because that is not even about my body. It's just about that physical movement and getting my blood flowing and my circulation going. So yeah, those are some things that I do when I'm feeling super anxious. I don't ever want to paint a picture on social media that everything's perfect and life is amazing because that's just not the case. I have 500 dynamics going at all times. My life has always been very chaotic. I grew up in, you know, a lot of chaos. I mean, I had great parents, amazing parents, and I had amazing sisters and brothers, but it was a lot of chaos. So for me, 
when things start to feel chaotic like that, I have to step back and be like, okay, this is bringing me back to my childhood. How do I want to react to this? And and how how am I contributing to this? That's another thing. I don't want to contribute. I want to be stoic. So that's that's my rant today. If you guys like these rants, uh, let me know. Maybe I'll do some more solo episodes. I have fun with the mic, Taylor. You know, I get into it. With that, let's get into this interview. Erica Stolman is the blogger behind Fashion Lush. Fashion Lush is a fashion and lifestyle site that is a fucking powerhouse. It's been around for 11 years. She started blogging before anyone knew what blogging is. She edits her Instagram better than anyone I have ever seen. If you don't believe me, go check it out at Fashion Lush. Her aesthetic is freaky, guys. It is, I don't even know how she does it. Like, she must not sleep. I don't think she sleeps. And her mother, Linda Stolman, has been like a second mom to me. I have known Linda again since I was 12 years old. She is such a bright light. She's smart, she's savvy, and she's just the coolest mom ever. I am so excited to let you guys in on this conversation. It's a conversation that we would have over Rosé. Erica just got engaged, so be sure you're following her on Instagram because I'm telling you, the bachelorette party, it's probably going to be really cute because I'm throwing it, right, Erica? Anyway, at Fashion Lush, at Linda Stolman. With that, welcome Erica and Linda to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. Before we get into that with Erica and Linda, I'm going to talk about something that needs to be discussed. How many of you wake up in the morning feeling like shit from wine the night before? I mean, I feel like we've been here. We've done that. Taylor's shaking his head. It happens. You know what I mean? You have one too many, maybe even one sometimes, which is super creepy, and you wake up and you feel horrible, okay? If you're like me, that happens. So recently, my friend Jen introduced me, shout out to Jen, to this new wine. It's called a Fitvine wine. This is like heaven on earth, you guys, okay? All Fitvine wines have less than 0.09 grams of sugar. Did you hear that again? That's 0.09 grams of sugar. Most wine is filled with like 40 grams of sugar, which is just absurd. So no wonder we don't feel good in the morning. Anyways, Fitvine has 90% less sugar than the average wine. There's also 118 calories, which we love, and 3.9 grams of carbohydrates per glass. I'm obsessed with this. Give me wine that I can drink and feel great in the morning. And I mean, what's better? Like, it's better than sex. I feel like this is also another important point that we need to discuss. It doesn't sacrifice the taste. So it still tastes amazing. It still tastes like wine. Like the rosés are crisp and refreshing. You're basically sipping them in the south of France but without feeling like shit the next morning. You know what I mean? Fitvine wine has alcohol content that you'd expect from like a fine wine. To get specific with it for you, they have 10 varietals, okay? They have red wines, they have white wines, they have a rosé, so there's a wine for everyone. You should also know that Fitvine's wines are lab tested, which we love, and the wine has no traces of pesticides, molds, arsenic, I know that's so crazy that's in wine, and it's also free of flavor additives. I mean, I don't want to drink wine with flavor additives, you know what I mean? And lucky you, for all Skinny Confidential Him and Her listeners, Fitvine is offering 10% off your first order. Just visit www.fitvinewine.com. That's F-I-T-V-I-N-E wine.com. And from now until July 31st, use code SKINNY10 at checkout to redeem your discount. Try the rosé, guys. And when you order a case, like me, the shipping is included. Cheers. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. The classic donut Is place. Zach excited? 
Oh my god. About marriage. He's excited, huh? You can't wait to get married so that I can get pregnant. Really? That's like I think why wait, I think if that, you get pregnant before me, I'm gonna just be like, it's gonna be crazy. No, that's, that's all not Zach how you envisioned so. it. I no. Feel. You thought I was going to go first. Oh, yeah. But Zach, 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 uh, can't wait. Can't wait. I think that's like the main reason he engaged. You know what? I think that you have uh, acted like for so long that you aren't going to do the whole wedding thing. And I'm going to go ahead and predict this on air that you're going to be like really into it. Um, And I think you're embarrassed. Listen, I'm not going to be a bridezilla. But I'll be into it because now everyone on Instagram is like, you're going to have the sickest wedding. I'm like, shit, the pressure's on. (laughs) I'm going to have the sickest wedding. Now I have to like really up the ante. I was ready to go to Copenhagen and get married. And that was like what I thought we would do. But that's not going to work out now because there's too many people I want to invite. I don't think she realized, Linda, when the ring got on the finger that it was going to be like a very bridal year. Yeah. And yet um, she fell into it very quickly (laughs) because she has been studying places like venues and it has become, okay, let's say a major part of her conversation. No, really? No, I have been looking at venues because there is no venue I like. So I'm like, what am I going to do? The only place I like is a Catholic church and I'm Jewish. So We've got a problem. But it's not a Catholic church anymore, so we're kind of opening up the idea. This is the advice I would give you on or off air. Weddings are fucking annoying. Like, they are. Like, sorry if if I'm hurting people's feelings, but they can be very fucking annoying. There's a lot happening. There's 500 dynamics. Emotions are running high. So the best advice I can give you is it needs to be fun for everyone. Make it fun. And I felt like our wedding was fun. Your wedding was fun. Oh, your you wedding a destination was destination wedding. It was fun. Yeah. A destination wedding is always That's, fun. If, if, yeah. if you think of my wedding, like, what do you think? You think fun. Fun. Okay, that's yeah. what, like, you Mexico, know, fun, party, so tequila. Let's Cabo, make it fun. Cabo. You're Cabo. not going to remember, you know, all the little details. And I know how you are, because I know how you are with your Instagram. You're going to remember if it was fun or not. You got to get everyone a drink the second they put a toe anywhere near anything jesus like uh, you guys know we you guys sat down there were drinks we got married there were drinks there was so much alcohol at your wedding that was enough alcohol to supply all of cabo yeah i think they said that was more alcohol than they've ever served at a wedding yeah and that's 45 people so that's good i mean that's a there was only 45 people yeah Oh, you're looking. You're looking at numbers right now. I can tell in your eyes. Oh God, how did you get it down to forty-five? I only invited people that I was obsessed with, and And that was like Auntie M in you know Arkansas. I didn't get an invite. Auntie, we were like cruel. Well, we are going to have Auntie M and her husband, Mister M. Really? Oh, God, I guess. I mean, because you get to the point when you're writing down this list. It's like if you invite that person, then you have to invite that person. And then that person comes with four family members. But you really want to invite this first cousin. But if you invite this first cousin, you have to invite the second cousin. And Fuck the second cousin. Yeah, how did you like, get away with all that? And you uh, still remain friends with all these people you didn't invite to your wedding? No, they probably hate her. Yeah, they probably hate you now. Here's what I think. You either go huge or go you home. go so t- <laughs> I like that. You go huge in a lot of things. Right. Or you go home. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you got to go huge or you got to go real refined. 
Like you got to whittle it down. Oh, God. You know, a lot of Michael's friends I mean, wanted to invite people. I was like, we're not, we're, it's not a plus one wedding. It's just, it's just our best, best friends. And everyone who was at our wedding would have been in our wedding. You know what I mean? That is so interesting. A plus one wedding. It being, you know, because typically you might say, well, you know, you're invited to the wedding and it's plus one. You bring the boyfriend. But to say, no, you don't but, bring the boyfriend. You come because you're the friend. Yes, oh, you know? it changes the Forget- dynamic too. Yes. When, when you know, uh, and it Bobby cuts- Bill brings right. Cindy Lou, <laughs> right? I don't know it, Cindy Lou, and it cuts down on the food bill. And got it cuts right. down on a lot. But who my wants question to feed is, Cindy Lou? Get to you want to feed Cindy Lou? No, but my question is, how and do I've you- heard Cindy's a big eater. Cindy is a big My eater. question is, how do you differentiate? <laughs> I'm not how having. Do you, how do you differentiate? Like, you know. This person's my good friend, and I'm also friends with their significant other. I'll tell you exactly what to do. If you haven't gone out to dinner with them in six months, it's a no for me. <laughs> Oi. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Cut Man. Through. Man, that is rough. I mean, here's the huh. thing. You, got, you uh, The most important thing is the energy. And the, if the energy's not on because there's people that you don't know or someone that's going to be... I also, you know, s- snapping all these pictures when you just want to chill with... You got you got to think about all these things, you know? Oh, God. Yep. I'm not bad. ready for this. I feel like you've written your list out, though. Well, I just want to copy the formula <laughs> from your wedding. Like, which you already nothing. did it. Which, well, no, the formula for, like, the bachelorette. Do all this bachelorette. Stuff. Yeah. So what? Because I thinking planned for your bachelorette. bachelorette. Yeah. What are we thinking? My bachelorette party was epic. Maybe we should go to that same house. We could go to that same That's, house. That looked so cool in Palm Springs. Yeah. Except look, how got, can you beat Palm Springs? Yeah. I don't want. We could go to that house. We could. I think we should do that. But you guys, it's like we've got a year and a half probably. No, but we need. I to thought start it was a year. When did it turn into because a year and they a half? say they say that that it takes a year from when you book your venue. Like so, I the second I book my venue, it's a year, and I'm not ready to book a venue because I don't like anything. Everything is like rustic farm vibes. I like a mason jar. No mason jar. No mason. I can't do. You a can't mason do a mason jar. jar, Linda. I said I need to hire well, a. Fu- I said I need to hire a funeral planner to do my wedding. That's appealing. That'd be cute. <laughs> That's I would appealing. get more like on my level of edginess. I oh think. my god, it'd be She's so cute. She does if you not were in a coffin. She does not want a Joanna. <laughs> she doesn't want a Joanna Gaines wedding. And I like Joanna Gaines. Who's Joanna? Sorry, Gaines? Joanna. She doesn't. You don't want. Um, what's her? Oh, she's house. Who yep. is that? Uh, yes. interior designer right and she and her husband had the show and they have that they line a rustic and wedding yes sure. it's in yes they have a line of clothes a rustic so wedding. we're not doing a rustic or, wedding no i i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do there's nowhere i'm gonna get married i've looked at like all these places and these menus and i'm like, like you've been married for you've been engaged for one second i know but everyone's like <laughs> people are messaging me like do you have your the not wedding planner yet and i'm like no, and they're like you need to order that off Amazon, and I like looked at it and I was like, "That's weird. I don't want to get that." I didn't look at one Pinterest website. But you had a wedding planner. Uh, I gotta be honest here. You didn't really. I gotta have be one. honest. Okay. I put so much energy into my business that I don't have a ton of energy to, to what I was getting married to. Like, okay, but your wedding was perfect. I wouldn't say it was perfect. There was a couple it was things. Pretty cute. It was all black. Yeah. Well, it was eggplant, if we're getting... Eggplant. It was eggplant. And and I don't even think anybody minded that you were 30 minutes late to get to the ceremony. If I wasn't late, 
if I wasn't late, it wouldn't how have been awful on brand. Would that been? Yeah. <laughs> really? That, that was been so weird. So strange. Yeah. So weird. Michael you, just walked up and brought a chair, just sat <laughs> down and said, I'm here for the, you know. <laughs> it would have been here. very off brand if you weren't late to your mm-hmm. own wedding. I think that you should have one of your friends that's not like your best friend, but a friend marry you. Someone She's you, marrying us. Uh, can you believe that? They want me to marry them. That's really cute. I mean, who really? else would be better at it? No one. Nobody. Of course. No one. I know. And my mom, like, Zach and I are going to Florida with my mom next month. Like, we're best friends, the three of us. Well, they're going to South Beach, and I'm staying in Sarasota with old people. <laughs> but we're going to spend some time together. Okay, but She's when you going and Zach to the cool fight, place, and you go running to your mom. And they're leaving. Oh, my time. mom's a Libra. So when Zach and I fight, when you and I fight, and I go running to my mom. When Zach and I fight, when my sister and I fight, she, my mom's always... Well, maybe you said that a little too harshly. Maybe you hurt his feelings. Maybe you should have said like that. My mom's a Libra. She never takes a side. You know what I do with Erica when she goes off on a tangent when we get in a fight now? What do you do? (laughs) It actually works. And it's not a mean thing. It's just like it's better for both of us. When Erica and I get into fights, she texts eight thousand text messages to me <laughs> like it's pages and pages and pages. Have you just turn your phone off no you, i just block you for the yeah, day you, you, so you have a very unique relationship you really do like sisters it's, yeah thick as yeah. thieves yeah yeah it's, it's really thick as thieves yeah we've known each other since truth. you were 13 yeah since you were 13 it's i mean every truth. time we get in it's the a, fight and i call my mom i hate lauren she's like okay like you guys will be i'm friends. like you guys will be you know you tomorrow. love lauren and you know so that's today so tomorrow you know my mom has heard this argument since we were literally 12 years old yeah because i want to go back to when we were 12 you. years old oh yeah let's talk about that okay so we met uh in at earl warren middle earl school warren middle school um, san diego we didn't like each other at first. It wasn't love at first sight. You didn't like me. I, I was. I, a, say I was. That. A, I was. I was a <laughs> child in a school with women. <laughs> I was really overdeveloped. I had. For an, my age. I was very underdeveloped yes. for my age. <laughs> it was. You know. We fixed that real quick. Lauren, I was, came right in. Yeah, <laughs> Lauren was smart, and she and she gave me, and I, you know, I got in the group, and like we were all a squad. We had a little. We were squad. the first squad. Yeah, the, the Diamond Diaz. The Diamond Diaz until one dropped. <laughs> and then it was the fine nine. <laughs> then it was the fine nine until another drop. I feel like everyone. Then it was, was the like, grade eight. The grade eight. Oh, we, we kept losing members. We did, didn't we? What do you think the problem was with your club? <laughs> Probably that Lauren made us all wear the same color on Wednesdays. <laughs> did oh. I really? When we saw the movie Mean Girls, we were. Erica and I'll never forget this. We're crying, <laughs> laughing. But there's one part in Mean Girls where where they say everyone knows all girls go to Barnes and Noble to take a shit. <laughs> and our high school during everyone lunch would have a line of women like in line to take a shit. Did they have really nice bathrooms at Barnes and Noble? No. Or did they let you take like a newspaper in to read for a while? No. I swear on my life. It was just a thing. You're not going to believe this. Why was it? You're not going to believe this. There is an article that just came out that said something in Target and bookstores, there's a smell that makes you go to the bathroom. No. Swear to God, think about when you're there, like when you're. I never have to go to the bathroom at Target, and I don't I feel go like in bookstores anymore. Turtle Head in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> She's so sick. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. No, we laughed so hard at the movie Mean Girls because just so many. That was so I many. I mean, things. it wasn't necessarily us, it, but it was definitely the school we went to. You the could totally to. relate. Yeah, well, the yep, school we totally went to was. Totally. I feel like they based. Do you think that's because you're Lauren in California? And I were like, do you think we're California maybe. people? Maybe. Yeah. I yeah. think it's different. I mean, I would love to go spend one day at Tory Pines and see what it's like today. That's we the high school that. we went to. 
Wouldn't that be fun? I've said, let's go back. Let's do a vlog for high school. Right. And then somebody said, maybe they have guards and you're not allowed on campuses so anymore. I'm putting this on the record. So uh, Erica and I, like we said, have been friends since we were 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And when I was in college, Erica launched a blog, Fashion Lush. This is way before the Skinny Confidential. Yep. I copied Erica. Wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? I copied Erica. Oh my God. Erica had Fashion Lush. Ha- tell everyone how you started it. Because okay. it started very differently than influencers start today. Well, because, okay, when I started Fashion Lush 10 years ago, I had a Dell laptop. It, I was in college. I was my my floor. My bed was on the floor. Like I was just a college student living in a room with six in a house with six girls. Like there was nothing like glamorous about my life back then. There was no bloggers. No, I, there was three bloggers on the scene: Susie Bubble, Brian Boy, and Rumi Neely. Those were the three bloggers. I love Rumi Neely. I love. She her. is the sweetest, nicest. Well, you met her in person, and that's she's like, amazing. Makes me like so happy. Yeah, she's she's so cool. Yeah, she is cool. I mean, I would say that her. I was obsessed with her blog. Obsessed. I was obsessed with Brian Boy, and I was obsessed with Susie Bubble. Those were the three blogs that I read regularly. And I actually ran out of space on my computer because I would save so many photos of like Mary Kate Nash Wilson's outfits and all these different celebrities or things on blogs. I remember that. And I ran out of space because I had a Dell laptop. So I started a blogger just to post like my inspiration. So I would be like, uh, you know, hidden wedges. And it would be a post all of just hidden wedges. I liked the outfits they were with. It was it was a hobby. I didn't have any formula to follow. It was almost like you were doing a diary or scrapbook online. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was that's exactly what it was. And sometimes I would do a project in school, and I would take a picture, and my mom would read about it, and like my dad and my sister, and they would see what I was doing in school. And I was just having fun with it. Did you ever think that she was going to monetize off this? Linda? No, no, because the term. I'll get there. Think about it. Ten years ago, the term blogger they th- wasn't even a word. Yeah. Not a word. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, what is she doing in there all the time? Yeah, no. So computer. when I graduated college, I was, <laughs> well, I was in college. Then, but when I graduated college, you know, it was, that was me. <laughs> when I graduated college, it was get a job. That was just the formula everyone did. Get a job in an office like everyone else. So I got a job in social media and I worked as a, as a couponing woman named Cheap Sally, I was the face. I was the voice of <laughs> Cheap Sally. The voice of Cheap. Sally. The voice of Cheap Sally. And in that company, they were hiring mommy bloggers to promote them. And I saw what the mommy bloggers were making from the company I worked for. Give us an example of what they were making back in the day. I mean, it was probably like four fifty to six hundred for a post. But I was like, that's a post on Facebook, a post on Instagram. Like, this is crazy. That's money. Like, you know, at the time, I was making very little at this little desk job. So on my lunch breaks, I would um, bribe my coworkers. I'd buy them lunch if they took photos of me. And these were the shittiest photos. Like, I think you should put one on your Instagram. I'm not joking. And do your God, edit. I could find one. And be like, and tell the story of this. Okay. Lauren's my brand. But you know, it wasn't shitty at the time because there were no, no, no pics to compare to. No, at the time to. it was great. There's nobody time, to compare to. Every time it was great. I uh, went on with this. I would also have my coworkers braid each other's hair and I'd take photos and this. And I started to take it more seriously. Then at my job, my whole department got laid off. 
And this is where Lauren comes in. Everybody was crying. And I was like so stoked. I didn't have to wake up at seven in the morning the next day. And it wasn't my fault. Like it wasn't my fault. So I could go and tell my mom it wasn't my fault. And I get unemployment for a while. So um, I leave the office and I call Lauren. I was like, what do you think I should do? At this point, she had started the Skinny Confidential. You had just started it. And Lauren said, give it six months. And if you don't make a paycheck, go back to the working world. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And I told my mom, and she was like, okay. And then I got, I did get have to get a job at a clothing store to make like some extra money. But within, I think it was two, two months of being unemployed, I got like a recurring job with Forever Twenty One. And how, then that was how it. long is this since you started to monetize? Because I want the audience to hear how long it took you to make money. Oh, how long it took you to make money? So like, I had started, I started in probably my junior year of college. <laughs> Three years, three and a half, three, probably three and a half years. Of work every single day. Yeah. And it wasn't until I took my blog seriously. Like, I would say those first three and a half years were like building a little bit of audience. I don't think when I started, even Instagram was like a thing yet. Yeah, but what I, one thing about. I also did not, I was so hesitant to get on Instagram. I got on last of everybody. There was only Facebook. Yeah. But you and I, I think. Um, have done a good job of pushing each other harder towards our potential. Like for like, if you edit a graphic or whatever, like we're always trying to not in a competitive way, like trying to push each other to do better. So I think when I launched my blog and I was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm taking this seriously. You were like, wait a minute. I've been doing this and I'm like, not in a competitive way. I don't no, know. I think that a you're a sister way, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I saw like, obviously it wasn't competitive. I came to you as my first thing. What should I do? And you're like, do the blog. And like, that's when I saw that there was like real potential, yeah, especially because when advice. Lauren, when Lauren launched her blog, she launched like a business, which was something I didn't even understand at the time. So I feel like I, I feel like you and I started at the same time because I re- that's when I really like started. And then it was within three months that I got the thing with Forever 21, which wasn't even a fashionless collaboration. I was kind of working for them and their blog. But that did help me get an audience. I mean, people need to hear, too, how long it takes. The first question I get asked by so many bloggers is, how, does, how do you make money? And for, for me and for you, we weren't even asking that question. Like, no. that wasn't even a thought in our heads right. for the first. I, mean, I didn't really, There nothing. wasn't an answer to that. How do you make money? We didn't I don't know. know. Monetize it. Who's going to pay you? I so mean, that was the whole thing. when you saw her start to make money, Linda... What, were you like, holy shit, this, this, she's on to something? Or still yeah. were you not Holy sold? shit, I don't have to give her money ever again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think that both my parents were like, I think that, I, I don't think either you or my dad are traditional, but I think in the in the working world, there is a traditional way of which my dad did things. And my mom was less traditional, but she was an amazing saleswoman. So anything she did, she did great in. Um, but I think when I told them blogging, they were like, when is this? Talk but then about, when I told, when they saw what I was doing now, you know, they're my biggest fans. Mm-hmm. Talk about what you just One said. Your, your parents are not traditional. You have to like explain the whole situation. How do I explain it? Go ahead, honey. Uh, <laughs> well, my mom is gay and my dad is unhappy. <laughs> not thrilled. Uh, they're both, they both smoke a lot of weed. They're just like chill, amazing people. Okay, but you hold Man, on. that sounds hold on. terrible. Yeah. No. Why does it sound terrible? I was raised by the two most amazing people. I mean, look at me. I'm Her perfect. parents are amazing. <laughs> like, my, this okay. is how amazing she is. We invited her to the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And guess what? We I don't even think we had lunch six months before. So I was That's definitely well, an exception. You, you're a, you're She's a an very, exceptional very role. different Okay, first exception. of all, I did not grow up with pot very smoking, different. partying parents. My parents are very responsible, 
very much what you right. would imagine in a two children, two parent little home. Right. Smoking in the closet. Smoking in the closet. Closet smokers. I had no idea. I told Zach the other day, I said to Zach, I said, yeah, my mom, we were talking about meditating and how I can't meditate. And I said, oh, my mom used to go in the closet and meditate for two hours and come out and say it felt like 20 minutes. He said, Erica, are you serious? I said, what? She was she was going in the closet to smoke weed. Of course, it felt like 20 minutes. She was like, <laughs> Michael said the first time he uh, smelled weed. He goes, wow, mom, this smells like Aunt Karen's house. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Like his whole childhood. (laughs) That's Um, amazing. That's funny. Okay, so go, so go back, so go back like when you're 12 years old and your parents got divorced. How old? I thought you were 12. I think you were about 12. I was probably about 12. 12, Okay, so go back to that. Like, talk about that. Well, I think uh, I don't really remember much. I'll tell you. She can tell me. Well, I was married for 22 years and then and that was great. And um and then I met someone whose energy was just just wonderful. And it's it's not that I said, "Oh, now I'm gay." You know, today I'm gay. Um I just was met somebody who's yes. And and it was Your great. Chemistry. It was chemistry and it was and you had mentioned before energy. energy. But before we continue, and my mom and this someone have been together for 25 years now. So she was right. Who's yeah. amazing. Fun Who's amazing. Shout my, out to she's Hedy. my stepmom. Shout out. Shout out, Hedy. What up? What up, Thanks for that joint hey, this morning. Hey. Okay, <laughs> so I want you to go back and tell me how you felt when this happened because I just want to point this out to our audience. I, when we were 12 years old and this happened, it's very different than it how happening it is now. now. Like everyone is so open now, which is so amazing. It is. Um, it, it was very, it's very different back then. Like now I feel like this is like, I mean... Okay, Not well, I I mean, I think for me, I found out by listening in on a phone conversation that I shouldn't have. You hadn't had the chance to tell me yet. So I listened in on a phone conversation and I was like, I was, I think, I mean, I was upset. I was a little girl and like, I loved my daddy and like, I thought he was so hurt and, you know, I was worried about him and then, you know, I'd go to my dad's house and just divorce, divorce parents, whether it's a woman or a man, it's hard because I would go to my dad's house and like, as much as I loved being with my dad, then I wanted my mom the second I got to my dad's and it was vice versa. When I was at my mom, all I wanted was my dad. I was a little kid. As I got older, I was more okay with it. I think my dad ended up moving for work. So I was with my mom full time at that point and I was fine. I, you know, I loved Hetty. I had grown, I have grown to call her my stepmom now. She's definitely my stepmom. And then we all moved to a house together in Cardiff. But when we moved in together, this was when my mom and Hetty had moved in for the first time. I was fine with it at home, but I wasn't ready for my friends to know because we lived in a different era, in a different era, different generation. It wasn't something like common. And everyone knew my mom and loved my mom. And I just was concerned what everyone would think. So when we moved in this new house, there was double doors that would lead to my mom and Hetty's room. And then I had a room in the back and then Hetty's daughter, who's my age, she had the guest suite. And what I would tell my friends at this time, which is very heartbreaking, is that we were too poor. So we had to live with Hetty because I didn't know how to tell people this. And when I told people, everyone was like, cool. Like, no big deal. None of us cared. Nobody I'm, cared. I'm, this I remember just being, in, like, literally 13 years old and not, like, no one cared. But I really did appreciate that GoFundMe account. 
<laughs> what That's really cool. She's saying because I said we were poor. We were so poor. They had a GoFundMe account. No. They didn't have GoFundMe it's, back then. Yeah, you got to like throw your Venmo out, you know? <laughs> no, it was just something I said because I was a little kid and I didn't know how to tell my friends that. And I didn't know what people would think. And I, was, I wasn't I was actually, at this point, I wasn't that little. I was probably my freshman year of high school or maybe my Which maybe is probably grade. worse. Which is worse because you don't want to be judged. You just don't. Like, you're so, I, I, when I was in high school, too, and you can attest for this, I was highly emotional. Let me attest oh, to that. <laughs> Let me pull out the scroll. Understatement Whoa. of the year. I, I don't know how you and I even became friends because I'm like, Erica, hold it together. I was practicing stoicism in high school. I'm you like, were, you got to like calm down. I had to tell her the other day, you have to stop crying. Every I day. Is she crying <laughs> still today? Sometimes. There are times when little things bring her to tears. You, you got to like... You, like fights with my friends. You can cry. That's okay. But like when you were in high school, it was... When I was in high school, guys, I was off was, my meds, let's just say. Yeah. I mean, you were crying about everything all the time. Yeah, I would cry all the we time. We would get in a fight, you would cry. Remember that one time you dressed up at me at a, dressed up at me at a party? <laughs> no. I don't have a good memory. You don't remember that? No. What Everyone had to dress up as somebody, but I wasn't there. <laughs> and you dressed up as me and you had mascara <laughs> running down your face. No, I She had mascara running down her face and she was dressed up as me. Because she was crying. <sighs> uh, you weren't like Lauren Conrad in the hills when you cried. That's what it was. <laughs> no. <sighs> no, but I think that once all my friends accepted it, I just stopped. You know, I don't, I don't care now. I could care. I think it's the greatest thing. My mom's the greatest person in the entire universe. You know what's funny? that I was thinking about Thank the you. other day. Chris Jenner in training. Chris Jenner in training. We just saw Chris Jenner. We think we did. We're not sure. I'm pretty no, sure. Lauren, her. Sure. You really I'm did. I'm pretty sure. Oh my God. The car she was driving, it was like, it was not a normal car. No, it was like a black Rolls. It was like a Rolls or a Bentley and, and it was like, yeah. everything was decked out. It was well, very Chris Jenner-y. It's, it, it seemed like it, or it was a Chris Jenner wannabe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you know what I find so interesting that I was thinking about the other day? So when I was really little, I remember all my friends would, would go and, you know, do what normal little kids do. And I would go to the store called Flashbacks oh my God. and I would scrapbook. And I, I have I like these it. beautiful oh scrapbooks God. that I would spend hours like designing the backgrounds and putting pictures on. And, and I was blogging. Scrapbook about what? Lauren was like, what a, were you talking about? I was, Fashion. No, just I, family, friends. No, I think friends. it's funny because I was blogging when I was um, little. Like the, the scrapbooking yeah. is blogging, right? So this is, so I'm taking it a step further. Erica, when I were in high school, we had this thing called DT. Which was diary time. Diary time. And we each had our diaries and we would scrapbook in these diaries. And what's so funny to me is we were blogging then again in high school, but it was just like these the diaries. Let me just tell you guys, they are works of arts. They are works of art, works of art. They are works of art, works yes. of art. They are like relics of our lives. It is. We have you, go, do you have yours? Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable to it's, read through it. It's unbelievable. One time I thought Lauren was moving to Nevada and I wrote this whole thing about what am I going to do with my life if she's not here because she's moving to Nevada <laughs> at 16 with your that... high school boyfriend. You're moving to Nevada. Oh, I and think... I was sobbing crying when I was writing it. I was like, I just can't stop crying. I'm going to lose her to Nevada. <laughs> and then I yeah. didn't move to Nevada. She so didn't that move was to Nevada. Overreaction. All by... those tears for nothing. All right, hold up, pause. Since Fashion Lush, aka Erica, is on the podcast with her lovely mom, Linda, today, I am going to tell you about Blogdo. I feel like you guys need to know about our new secret ebook that just launched. Okay, so what Erica and I did was we put all of our tips and tricks about blogging, creating content, podcasting, everything in one spot. 
What's also fun is if you don't want to read it and you want to multitask like me, you can also listen to the audio version. So basically what you're going to find in this ebook is tons and tons of value, tangible takeaways. I mean, I feel like you know what to expect when it comes to Erica and I, when as bloggers, we're always trying to provide you with the best content that you can take away and actually apply to your own life. If I had had this ebook when I just started, it would have saved me a fuckload of time. Like I'm telling you, it would have saved me money. It would have saved me a lot of dirty work, you know? So anyway, Erica and I went in, we put all of our tips and tricks, like I said, in one place. It's really cute and designed, very chic. Like, like you want it on your office table. You know what I mean? Like as a reference or a resource, a couple specifics for you. So the ebook's affordable. It's real. It's fresh. We all know that building and designing a blog is expensive and there's so many get rich quick schemes out there. And blogging is actually hard work and applying yourself and executing. So we basically just gave you the tools and tips and tricks to propel that forward. It's full of updated and fresh content for 2019. So for $89.99, you'll get all of our resources and secrets in one place. So like we said in the interview, Eric has been a blogger for 11 years, which is so nuts. And I've been a blogger for nine years. And between us, we get millions of page views to our blog. So we just wanted to put all of our info in one spot because we gathered so many questions from you guys. So that's the book. It's a one-stop shop resource for bloggers, entrepreneur babes, and aspiring content creators. Basically everything you need, all the tools. Like if we want to get really specific here, which we do, it's like how to start your brand. So thinking and coming up with a blog name, building a cohesive aesthetic, especially on Instagram. So if you're stuck and you want to be a blogger or you're trying to build a business online, definitely go to blogdosecrets.com and enter code him and her for 10% off at checkout. Let us know what you think. Give us feedback and follow us on Instagram at blogdo. I'm fucking buying it right now. Get out of my way. It, these these things are so funny. The things we would cut out of magazines. Remember the Lifesavers ads? No. How oh do you God, remember all this. this? It's amazing. I have to show you. You'll remember the Lifesavers ad. We like collected these Lifesavers ads. Uh-uh. I don't remember oh that. I, you got to show me that. I'll show you. So, so, and then in middle school, we would, we had a journal that we would write back, back and forth. And it's just so funny to look back on because our career was like, we were doing our career this whole entire time. It's just in a different form of media, which is crazy. It is crazy. It's uh, wild. It is wild. But then when you realize, you know, you were really enjoying like communicating that way. And maybe that's, you know, where the whole idea of Facebooking and talking to people online and and sharing feelings, it it took it, it went from the the DT book to a much much bigger audience. Yeah, that's why if your child it's is doing something like YouTube or something where you think you can't make money, I always say there's creative angles. And you should always, this is, I mean, this is so cliche, but do what you love because there always is ways to get cr- creative and strategic um, when when you are doing what you really like to do. Yeah. Right. I don't, I mean, I don't think people should waste one fucking ounce of their time doing something they don't like. Like, I, I agree. I, like, well, I don't mean well, like. Well, that would be a perfect world if people didn't have to do that. But I, well, let me refine what I meant. Do. Sorry. Yeah. I meant, I meant, I, I don't think people should work in a job. that they don't like. I think that, yes, you have to sometimes work. Like I was a bartender for eight years while I was blogging. Like, was that my favorite job ever? No, but it was a lily pad to get to the next step in my life. So yes, you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. But at the same time, whatever you're working towards should be something that you love. Like I do. If you're going to spend eight hours of your day, five days a week doing something, it should be something that at least you like to do. 
right? Yeah, and if it's not that and you're not working hard to what it is you want to be doing, I don't want to hear you complaining. <laughs> a lot of complainers, isn't it? A lot there? of complainers. A lot of complainers. I'm just saying, like, you know, if you you don't want to be working at, you know, that hotel doing whatever you're doing and you want to be doing something else, then you have to be using all your free time to be doing that other thing and getting to the, where you want to be. And if you don't, then you got to stop complaining. You got to do like two two jobs at once, basically. You gotta, I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. Until my blog made money, I always did two jobs at once. Until my blog made money, the blog was always there. What tangible advice would you give our audience for someone who's starting out in 2019? Well, I do think that if you have something to offer that is different than everyone else, because there are there's one of everything now. There's no there's. 20 of everything. So if you have something different to offer and you have a voice that can really stand out from the crowd, go for it 100% because right now the micro-influencer industry is still it. It's like where it's at. Honestly, sometimes I'm I'm upset that I'm no longer in that category because that's really where the money-making is. So don't be deterred by by a small audience. Even smaller than the micro, I think, is the tiny. I don't know. There, There's a term for it. Can't, smaller than micro. So micro would be like uh, 40 to 100,000, I would say 50 to 100,000, but 20 to 50,000. There's a new category for that. And that's a really good place to be right and, now. And why is that a good place to be, to be a micro blogger? Or even smaller than micro blogger, because first of all, a company they can, ex- and this is not fortunate for us, but we have other things. Um, for a blogger the size, the the company that's paying, they want to work with these bloggers because they can go across different bloggers. <clears throat> they can go through different bloggers and hit different markets with all those bloggers. And sometimes the conversion is higher for a blogger at this size. Yeah. So if someone, if a brand, like if Beauty Blender comes to, you know, a manager and says, I have $30,000 to distribute amongst your influencers. And, you know, for, for someone who has, you know, 8 million followers, say it's, it's, say it's 30,000 to post an Instagram mm-hmm. on their page, which is, you know. For um, 8 million. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe even more than 30,000, to be honest. So if you if you give that all to one person, you're only siphoning and leveraging that one person's audience. If you can disperse the money that Beauty Blender has given you as a manager to all these different um, communities right, of influence, it's it's actually more strategic. And you know, mm-hmm. when I launch product, and we can talk about your product that you're launching too. And when you launch product and, you know, we sit down and we talk about like what you want to do, I would tell you, and I think you would agree with this, to take your marketing budget and disperse it between these people that have communities that are, you know, like really niche, small communities. Well, and I also think as as an influencer, when we launch product, we can look at an influencer's page and know if it's converting authentic like you I can just look at them and say this person has a really great conversion I want to not too many comment pods I mean not too many yeah like it's it is the the engagement is so important I also look at with if an influencer comments back because yeah oh my god that's my biggest pet yeah I think as an influencer I don't care how big you are you need to engage with the people that support your platform I got well actually there was a glitch in Instagram I thought I got blocked by trying to say thank you to everyone who wished me congrats on my engagement (laughs) that was a feat that I was I wasn't prepared for I didn't know it was going to be like as big of a reaction as it was but I do think there's nothing more that bothers me than an influencer who gets you look so pretty where'd you get your shirt I love those shoes. What size did you get that sweatshirt in? And they are not responding. 
that's your job. That's like that and creating content are your jobs. And without that audience, you're going to ignore them. You might lose them. You know what's worse? What? You if win. it's a fashion blogger. I can't. I oh, look through. Yeah. I and it, For me, if I asked those questions or I was interested enough and nobody returned my answer. Be done with them. Uh, yeah, there wouldn't be. I'd sort of leave. I'd move on. Yeah. I mean, obviously, she's not interested. It makes you. Well, not only does it me. seem rude. Um, and not respectful to your audience. It makes you like kind of unreachable. And I think that the big trend right now in influencing is to be relatable. Like you can't like nobody, uh, you know, everyone's going like not everyone, but I've seen the Bali vacation or I've seen the, you know, we're going to Timbuktu and we're going to do this and do all these unattainable things that you will never be able to do. I don't really care for that anymore. It's boring. It has to be value. Has to be Gotta value. Be value. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and it's not, I mean, not even like value yes value but like i don't even need to be overloaded with value i want to see your creativity i want to see you like creating good content and engaging with your audience i love indie blue i'll shout her out she's not providing a ton of value but her content is so good and she has a cult following and i and i see why because she's relatable she's a girl that's new to la I just think that everything about her is relatable and she has an audience who loves her and she's not trying to sell them on every single thing. I totally agree with you. I, I What I always think about is when I'm creating content, I'm taking people's time to consume my content. Mm-hmm. And when you know that you're taking someone's time, you start to respect their time. Yeah. And if someone's going to read my post or my Instagram caption, or consume my Instagram story content. It has to be worth their time. Yeah. And if it's not worth, if it's not, if it doesn't end up being worth your time, they're eventually going to tune out. Um, and one thing I love about podcasting is people can go get their nails done, or do their makeup, or jog while they're listening to the content, which is such a powerful mm-hmm. medium because there's not any other medium that respects time like podcasting. Yeah. Um. So I think that that that's important to remember starting out too is like people are using their time to consume your content. What are they getting out of that? Yeah. That's so important. And if they're not getting anything out of it, they're moving on to another to another influencer, to another blogger, which is not like it was 10 years ago. You didn't have so many choices. And I don't think retailers knew much about blogging and and REI and uh, ROI, return on investment. They didn't know all the things they know now. Now they expect more out of influencers. Now they're starting to think about, well, if we pay them, we'll get this much back. She has this many And they are researching so much more. And they're researching. And the people they hire are young people, you know, people who are hip and happening and, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, and know how to take apart these numbers when you look at a blogger's experience. And you really can say, oh, not that she just has great pictures, but look at that. Look at her audience. Look Look at the numbers. Look at those things. So I do think, yeah, it's become... A huge business. Yeah. A huge from from something where you didn't even know the word blogger to a huge, huge business. Yeah. Yeah, And I think it's also if you're going to start in in 2019, it's so important to run it from like a business from the beginning. Run it like a business from the beginning, because that way, if you run it like a business from the beginning, then when it becomes a business, you're ready. And I also this is back to like the content and providing value. I think providing value is so, 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 so important, but not everyone can do it the same way. 
Totally. I think that's the problem. That's I think when you say pr- providing that's value is like, really I would, and there was a time, you know, Lauren has very high engagement. She's my best friend. I'm not ashamed to admit there was a time that I was like, if I, you provide the value in my content the way Lauren does, I'm going to, you know, grow my audience. And I did that. And I love Lauren's content, but that didn't feel like me. That I didn't feel like me. Really so I provide, your- I have, I provide value in different ways. It might not be, you know, this, that, and the other thing, but I just found a groove. And the more I feel like you're doing what feels true to you, the more you will attract people to you. A hundred percent. I feel like, like if you're like, I can read your content and see that you're like, you're, this doesn't feel like the person I'm looking at. Yes. Yes. And, and what, what the gem of what you just said in there is that, the key to success, in my opinion, is practice, 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 put yourself out there day after day after day. That's the formula. Yeah, that's and, the and formula. That's, and not a lot of people want to do that formula because it's every single day. You, it, It's like what Erica said. She was put, she put herself out there. She put herself out there. She tried this, like, you, you said you tried to, like, do, like, something that wasn't High, true. high value, like, content. It wasn't working. And then no. so she adjusted. Because she saw that it wasn't working as well as what you're doing now is working. Yeah. And then you just keep practicing, putting it out there, putting it out there, putting it out there day after day. And it ends up, you find your groove. Yeah. I think that I think a really good example for it with me in particular is I would not admit to my audience that I smoked weed. I was so embarrassed about this whole thing. Did I not tell you over and over? Yeah, she said, just say it. Like, you know, and I'm like, I just feel like people are going to judge me and da 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 da. But the second I let that cat out of the bag. It's a big cat. That's 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 a fucking tiger. Let that tiger out of the bag. It attracted not only a new audience, but it made the people who are already following say, I knew that's why I loved you. I knew that's why I followed you. I smoke weed too. Yeah. And then it's like, I already attracted that right. audience, which was like amazing to me. I honestly, uh, listen, you're you're not always going to, you're, you're not for everyone. Not no. you. I'm saying people everyone. in general. You're never going to be for everyone. You know, Baskin Robbins has, you know, 31 flavors. Not everyone's going to like fucking pistachio. You know? Yeah. Like, you just have to know that. And if you know that, I think the people that do judge you for smoking weed probably shouldn't be following you. Yeah. And that's what you realize is that you create a more authentic audience that way. And then in the future, if you're honest from the beginning, which I'm telling you right now, I wasn't, but if you're honest from the beginning, you build an audience who connects with you for who you are. And then when you branch out and go in different directions, they feel true to you. They feel connected to you. They feel they have things in common with you. I mean, they I want to, they want to get high with you. They, oh, they, man, do they want to get high <laughs> you with You should me. do a get high meetup. We, we you should. should do that. I mean, we'd wow. have to find a place where we can publicly host that, but I'd be down. That would be really cute. You could come to my house. Thanks. We'll have it at your house. Okay. Mom. Is Jeeves the butler still there? Jeeves is Jeeves there. Jeeves the butler is still there. He can be holding on to a nice big bowl of flour. Do you know how many times that <laughs> fucking butler scared me in the middle of the night Do you at your re- house. They have a butler that's a stuffed butler. It's so He's horrifying. as tall as a man. Yeah. And he, he has wears... a big penis. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Lauren <I> checks. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Wait, Good wait, to know. wait. Do you remember our mouse? Yeah. G- what, uh, no. Vernon? Vernon. Yeah, we had a mouse. Um, You know who's someone that that's authentic to themselves? Who? Linda? Tails you die. Taylor? Yeah. Mom, do you love Taylor? Yeah. Taylor. Oh, you know what? I actually... Taylor. Publicly, I can actually say right now, congratulations, Erica. Thank you. Thank you. I believe I commented, but I... I, Don't not comment. No, no, no. Trust me, I've been in some trouble before not not saying congratulations to someone on their wedding, which was just an accident, but... 
Erica, I, th- I love Zach. I think Zach's awesome. I think he's a perfect guy for you. I think what you guys have is magical. And I really do think that you guys will probably live, outlive, or not, well, not outlive, but your wedding will be successful for the rest of your life. Uh, thank if you so much. That was the nicest. Do you want to be? That was so nice. Thank you, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor Googles. Uh, he actually has a thesaurus underneath his a, desk. A what? A, thothor- a thesaurus. A what? A thesaurus. A th- Do you know? You, a thesaurus. Okay. Wow. Where did that's really taken it back? Who knows what a thesaurus really, is anymore? Taylor has one. What was? What was? Is it Taylor and Carta? Do you, is that, it was a. It was a. Dig- Encyclopedia? Yeah, encyclopedia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Taylor's real... speech at our wedding, remember, you remember. It was beautiful. We, he told How could we forget Taylor a, like, 6.5 inch penis. Yeah, <laughs> you're the Jeeves the butler. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. They, and then he came on the podcast. Never forget. Hashtag never forget. How did forget. that work out for you through the wedding weekend? Um, Honestly, it, was it, wasn't work. <laughs> it wasn't working. Okay. How? Kind, of like, kind of like Pete Davidson. A lot of disappointment. Oh, yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, in Mexico. Taylor. Yeah. How did you? How did you miss that? I missed you that. Met, there was a lot. Of, there was an onion happening. Like there was, there was all layers. different layers. Yeah. Oh, my God. There, um, I lost my mind. I mean, uh, well, I remember oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah. <laughs> never forget. Hashtag. Well, what do you think that was? Need to, do you think that was fear of marriage? I think she was hungry. Just no fear of marriage. Have never had fear of marriage with Michael. I no. think she was hungry. Uh, I was fucking starving, <laughs> and. <laughs> There's so much stress with all your family and friends there. You want it to like be seamless. Right. And then on top of that, like you're just you're just stressed in general. Like well, that's stressful. why I might have that's where I might turn like a little psycho. Oh, I don't like stress. Crazy. I don't like stress. I like things to be super chill. And there's this yeah. there's this old sign. What about a weed wedding? That'd be cute. <gasps> that would be so cool. I would like that. <laughs> I know you would. That would be really cool. That would save on alcohol. We just do weed. The only thing about Pre-rolls. weed is it's Pre-rolls. green and I don't love green on my feed. Pre-rolls. Green's getting chic. Trust me. Ooh, that's oh, green cute. is so green's chic. Green's getting yeah. chic. Maybe uh, you should do a green wedding. We're about to pass out so we had to have a bite of a cupcake. But I will say, if I do the weed wedding, that really cuts the guest list down in like a lot. You'd be surprised. Perfect. You'd be Perfect. surprised. But yeah. Because wedding. I just couldn't invite a lot of people. Like, you know. Some family in the South probably wouldn't like you that You should too for much. sure You'd invite Taylor to your wedding. You, okay, actually, actually, wait, that is a good point. Mom, I'd be surprised because You'd my be mom surprised. says so many people that you think don't smoke weed, smoke weed. Smoke weed. Really? Oh, absolutely. Growing up, she said a lot of the parents. Really? Sure. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, back then, if you're, you know, part of the 70s or the 80s, what are you doing? You're smoking weed. So what? You have kids. Why would you stop smoking weed? I mean, uh, no judgment. Hey, if you got to smoke a little weed, smoke a little weed. No, I was a much better parent by smoking a little weed. Yeah. She was so fun. Well, I, you know, I just she feel like I was calmer. She's the best mom. You know, I wasn't like, you know, freaking out. Oh, no, you're terrible. <laughs> you're a terrible kid. <laughs> I go, hey, I just you're think there's cool. such a stigma with it. I mean, I don't even think we need to justify she was a good mom. There's just such a stigma with it. Of course she was a good mom. Right. You know, I mean, that's, she, saying, what's the that's stigma? saying, gee, I'm surprised I smoked dope and I was a good mom. You know, there's no. no you know what not, I love about social media and, and, and podcasting is... You take things that used to be taboo, and it's like, who fucking right. cares? Who cares? Yeah. Well, I You know, my mom never smoked weed while she was pregnant. I won't smoke weed while no. I'm pregnant, but I will smoke weed when I have children. I don't intend to stop that. It only makes me a happier, better, more chill, mellow person who can enjoy life better. If Michael doesn't have a fucking bottle of chilled champagne in this pink ice when I give birth, <laughs> divorce is happening. No, we'll get you one of the bras. 
Yeah. What's that, the like, bras? It like fun like you fill it with the champagne. And yeah. You just so you'll have your hands and it's just like filling champagne in your mouth. It's yeah. like a wine bra. And then after my surrogacy. <laughs> When I have my third born. Yeah. Okay. She's doing one, sur- two surrogacies. <laughs> two surrogacies, I think. Yeah. That's I, yeah. a good idea. I'd like to get all surrogacies. I have a fear that I have to overcome. Yeah. But you know what's a, weird? That's a story for I don't. Day. I don't think about it too much. Like, I don't think about getting pregnant too much. That's but is cool. it, Are you scared of it? I don't. Ha- I'm indifferent. Well, your sister was just pregnant and it yeah. was a good experience. God, her little boy's cute. And he's adorable. So cute. He is so cute. I think Whitney and Faye need to get together with them. Yeah. Because they both like to do, like, they're such good moms. They like to do, 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 do. Yeah. Like Whitney Faye's, being Erica's older sister. My sister. Shout out. I'm shout so out. proud of my sister. She's like. Faye's amazing. I mean, mom. it's every single mom. day she's doing 25 activities yeah. with him. She's a really good mom. In fact, when I have kids, I'm just going to be like, all right, mom needs to get a blowout. Add the car. Go to Faye's. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm already exhausted. I know. I told Michael, I go, I'm not going to be one of those moms that hops out of bed at five in the morning and kicks the, <laughs> cooks the kids bacon. No, Faye's like at the petting zoo and the aquarium and the playgroup. And the- but, you know, it's hard to say who you'll be. True. Until that baby is right in front well, of you. Well, because I think that my mom wasn't the, before she had us maternal, like you were. You I didn't were, feel particularly maternal. I wasn't the person that said, oh my God, I love babies. I love babies. I can't wait to have a baby. You can always drop the kids off at Uncle Taylor's. Oh, oh right. that sounds crazy. Would you like to give your number to everyone here? I'm actually not. And your address. I'm scared of kids in a, in a weird way. Well, they might be scared They're of They're fragile. Too. Yeah, I just, I know they're so delicate. I never want to drop a baby or something. You know that God when I have it. kids, I'm literally telling my kids that you're Uncle Creepy. Like, I, my kids are actually going to say, Uncle Creepy. Uncle Fester? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Uncle Fester. You can get Uncle creative Fester. with it. I would let you babysit my kids. I think Taylor would be great with kids. I'd play video games with them if they did. Let's not show them your video games, though, because you have multiple amounts of porn on that computer. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of a story I'll tell another time. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Let Can't me guess wait. you got caught with porn. To be continued. That's that's another show. He tries to do like little words here and there, so he gets people excited. Like Uh for a story that's Uh coming. Yeah, he he came on the podcast and he talked about how he um, was a one minute man. Did you listen to that episode? I don't think that's something to be bragging about. No, I didn't. Well, we 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 broke it all down, not in like a judgmental way. We broke down how he ejaculates in a a minute. I I think it's actually thirty seconds, but. I mean, if you want I mean, to did you time it? Because that's where you get into the real facts. This get is how the we iPhone timer. Went, oh, oh, I'm done. Oh. <laughs> if anything, there were times when I think uh, even calling it a minute was over exaggerating. And so, is this a regular no, occurring thing? Not anymore. He fixed it. He fixed it. How? With edging. Edging. <laughs> it's a thing exists. Or oh, it oh, it's where you masturbate and you get close to the edge and then you stop. Yes, yes exactly. That oh. helps uh, increase your libido. That sounds. Horrible. Horrible. That sounds horrible. Yeah, what is that? That feel sounds like, like self flagellation. <laughs> yeah, it's blue summer. balls. Walk us through that. It is blue, blue balls. balls. Blue balls. was a summer of edging. <laughs> oh my God. Like 2017 was the summer of edging. <laughs> said no one ever actually. <laughs> 2017. The summer of edging. Oh, wait. So yeah. now you feel when you get in bed with a girl that you can perform for longer than a minute. Absolutely. And this oh. was just by one summer of edging. 
Yeah, it was, a, it was an intense wow. summer. So was it something that you practiced like we practiced blogging where you would just do it day after day after day to make sure that you were... You have to get good at the craft. I mean, I'm not joking. You literally have to sit there and go, okay, here we go again. <laughs> when, when I go into Home Depot and look for an edger, I'm going to have to be very careful about what they give me. Don't ask for it. Yeah. Don't ask for edging. Yeah. I won't be asking. I mean, is this that. a new age thing? I've never heard of this. Edging is new, right, Taylor? It's you newish. Know, it's I, like I've Tide heard Pods. Of it over the years, but again, I, I always, I never took it seriously until that episode, and then I did research onto it, and I found out that it was fairly common, and that that's one of the more, I want to say, the more serious ways to fix it, or the actual oh. way. Other than pe- there's a lot of things online that go like, oh, take these herbal medicines, or take this, or take that. This is the one actually tried and true. Does Viagra work? I mean, I don't have any, I definitely do not have any issues getting it at all. So, so that was your only shortcoming. Oh, exactly. Shortcoming. Shortcoming. Okay. So, uh, Erica, uh, tell us about your product line before you go. That's launching. I'm so excited for you. We want to hear you guys are doing a mother daughter duo. We are. Yes. So we have, again, um, pot related, pot related, pot related. It's on brand. Look, it's on brand and the world is legalizing pot. That means everybody wants to smoke it in some way or else it wouldn't be legal. And I even use CBD cream on my sore toe. And it's another. It's we have a, matching sortos. We both a, have the same sortos. It's weird. not sorto anymore. It's like all better sorto. Basically, we it's so CBD. We have Fashion Lush is my blog and brand, but we are starting a spinoff called Fashion Kush. And um, they have an Instagram account. We do have at an Instagram Fashion at Fashion Kush. Oh, yes. Kush. It's so cute. It is really it's cute. It's really cute. Every day and you blow me away with these. With thank you. Posts. Blow her away. You blow me away. Pun. Oh, what a pun. Blow oh, her away. Oh. And um, we love it. We're working together on some very exciting things yes. to come in the future. In the very near future, I would follow because we're launching some very cool things that stoner or not you're gonna want it i already want right. it i already, I already want, want it. it i love it and i'll it. tell you we're not shipping dope and we're not, we're not shipping selling dope. pre-rolls we're not selling weed and we're not doing any basic we're just, bitch shit no we're no. not doing basic bitch shit it's gonna be very cool very we're high very into, yeah. high fashion very chic uh very fashion fun kush. very fashion kush of us there's a few things launching that would be very exciting with fashion kush and i'm just lucky to get to work with my mom yeah Aww. Yeah, that's true. Where can everyone find you guys on Instagram? Pimp yourself out. Okay, you can find me at Fashion Lush, and you can find us at Fashion Kush. And mom, where can we find yeah, you? Yeah, Linda's funny as shit, you guys. TJ Maxx, probably <laughs> one of the bigger stores. I don't like the small And Home Depot stores. looking for an edger. Exactly. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll be serious. Marshalls. Marshalls, the, the, where Fine. her best friends are. Um, but if you want to follow her at Linda Stolman um, on Instagram, she posts some pretty interesting things. Once in a while. Congratulations once, uh, once in a on your engagement. Thank you. Um, I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. And I feel like the bachelorette party is going to be major. Can I come to the bachelorette party? If you don't invite your mom to the bachelorette party, I'm oh, not planning it. I'm so of excited. Of course she will come. Okay, perfect. Oh. I don't want any dirty gross strippers. Sorry. Okay. Can I come? None. Whoa. Whoa. Can I bring weed? Yes. Okay. Taylor, we'll we'll talk. And Taylor, if you guys want to follow Taylor, Taylor, if you're everyone's manservant, just <laughs> at the edgeman. At the edgeman.com. No, he's at Tales You Die. Guys, thank you so much for thank listening. You. Thank you. Let Lauren. us know your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at the Skinny Confidential, and we will send you some Fashion Lush and TSC Pop Sockets. We'll pick a bunch of you. 
Oh, she's all out. She whispered. I'm working on new ones. <laughs> you'll, you'll work on new ones. Yeah. Get them. Uh, guys, we'll see you next week. 